What's up, guys? Welcome back to Kind of Funny Screencast. I'm Tim Geddes, joined by Movie Bros herself, Joey Noel. Oh, that was really shocking to see Thomas, I guess. Uh, the producer slash seducer, Nick Scarpino. Top of the and, morning to everyone. And I guess Kevin Coelho is joining us for this. I thought you told me last night you're not going to be part of it, but I'm 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 happy to see you here. If you're, if, are you are you going to be on the show? Oh, okay, cool. Well, here you are. <laughs> Happy times for everybody. Uh, well, welcome back, everybody, to the Kind of Funny Screencast, one of our rare four-person shows. Uh, that's fun. Uh, you can watch this show live on twitch.tv slash kindoffunnygames. You can watch it later on youtube.com slash kindoffunny or roosterteeth.com. You can also listen to it as a podcast on podcast services wherever you listen to your podcast by searching for Kind of Funny Screencast. Uh, we appreciate all your good reviews there. They definitely do go a very long way. Uh, if you want to support us otherwise, you can go to kindoffunny.com slash store. We have some pretty dope shirts going on right now, including the PS I Love You shirt that is currently sold out because everyone loved it so much. Uh, but we put it in a new order. So make sure you go there, hit the remind me, email <laughs> me, whatever it is button. And uh, sooner than later, you will... Get your chance, too, to buy that beautiful shirt. Uh, today, we're brought to you by Manscaped. We'll totally get to that later. First, I just want to ask, how are you guys doing? I'm hanging the in The chat saying that Kevin's muted. Uh, I was. Now I'm not. And I'm okay. fixing the problem in the little machine here. Oh, well, there you go. Just, okay. so I'm in, in the future, it would be fine. It will be fine. Great. Uh, week three. Yeah, week. <laughs> no, it's like week five, aren't we? Are we into this? I have no idea. I feel like we've what been sheltered places since the beginning of April. Time has no meaning. Beginning of March, rather. I think Miller was saying it was a month. Yeah, we're we're hitting. It's been well, a for month. Sure, it was supposed to be. It was it was three weeks after we did it, and that was supposed to let up April April seventh. Yeah. So yeah. And so it's been yeah. So it's April been a few 7. days after that. So yeah. Two days ago. <laughs> we're going into uh, into the month. <laughs> Sorry, it's just fucking crazy isn't it like yeah. it, it, there's just no sense of, of anything like it's weird i was uh talking to g about this like with with all of these shows like we cover news in a lot of the shows that we do and it's just weird that you know there, there definitely is news now mostly bad news of things get delayed some good news of things getting put on services so that we can watch them but i, I wonder if there's going to hit a point that there's just a, a a large time period where there's just no news like there is nothing to talk about i feel like the, the people take advantages of those moments you know like that's when some companies like well there's nothing going on right now we better make a statement about some project that we're excited about to get people mm -hmm. hyped for that yeah what's amazing to me though mm -hmm. is that all of these companies somehow even though production is like not you're not supposed to be getting together to make commercials every single company has made new commercials for the coronavirus like hey man we get you you're stuck at home fucking go to arby's arby's will deliver to you <laughs> arby's, this, we got arby's, but aren't a lot of them just the second yeah i mean obviously they just yeah. took old footage from old commercials and put vo on them but still like someone's out there like it just is amazing to me how quickly every company on the planet that usually like it has a physical location did a commercial for alive. hey you know what we don't touch arby's is not even going to touch your food arby's has a machine <laughs> it's a robot that comes out and takes your fucking beef rib sandwich or whatever and stuffs it in the oven like the best is that uh, round table they're like or papa john's papa john's is like once the pizza goes into our 470 degree oven we don't touch it it's just touched by air i'm like wow okay cool I'm wow. to Papa John's. Cool. <laughs> um, but, but what does surprise me though is like even though thinking that there wouldn't be that much news every time i start prepping news for screencast uh i go my like, oh yeah there's just these like two stories and the next thing i know there's like 18 things and i'm like oh my god that all did happen this week since the last screencast like there's it's a lot of moving going on so i want to start off actually with some just movie updates uh in the vein of what's been going on a lot of just delays a lot of changes with some schedules um, the Disney side of things saw a lot of shakeups this week. Uh, moving Free Guy, which I didn't realize was a Disney movie, but oh. I guess it was a Fox movie. Mm, that you makes know, sense. Uh, but Free Guy moved from July third <clears throat> to December eleventh. Are you familiar with Free Guy, Nick? Not at all. I don't the even know. The trailer looks so bad. It does it's, not look good. No. It's the Ryan Reynolds video game movie, where he's a NPC. Uh, okay, yeah. that actually kind of looked. I thought the trailer was actually kind of funny looking ish. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I remember being like, this looks horrible. Yeah. It's more Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> I definitely, there, there was a slight thought of like, oh, Nick's going to love this movie. 
<laughs> I, I do it's, remember it's, it's very much now. in the vein of daddy's home yeah. or yeah daddy's oh, home no that's not it's like that's not good yeah it's home. exactly put it that's exactly definitely right. with like a like a van wilder right. or something silly like that i mean it's but he's trying to redo with, like with like a, a van wilder van wilder that like fucked pixels you know sure no. sure yeah i don't like any yeah I didn't, I didn't get any vibes of any of those movies maybe pixels but i think that's just the video game related stuff i don't know mm-hmm. it I hope that it pleasantly surprises me and the trailer was just not good, but we're going to have to wait a much longer time to see it because uh, that's December 11th now. And then uh, Jungle Cruise got delayed an entire year. Oh, I don't know God. how we're going to be able to survive. Or how, how will we live without another mediocre rock movie? Hey, but, uh, hey. but it has Emily Blunt in it and she's great. She's yeah, that's phenomenal. true. She might elevate it a little bit. Maybe she'll give us something to do while the rock's smirking for two July. and a half hours. So now you're against the rock. Why do you hate the rock? I've turned a corner on the rock. Have I you? don't understand. <laughs> or is it just right now? <laughs> I've turned it. No, I've, I've just turned this weird corner where every rock movie just like I get about a half hour in. I'm like, I'm just so bored. I'm so bored with all these movies. Now, he's, he's made some decent, like some fun films. I just like The Rock more when he's in, in an ensemble group like Fast and Furious. When it's when it's when it's The Rock for like trying to redo Die Hard for two hours or on, you know, and on the beach. I now granted I haven't watched the second uh, Jungle Book or uh, not Jungle Jumanji. Book, uh, Jumanji. Jumanji. So I'll reserve my uh, my rock opinions for that. But the last couple of rock films I watched, I was very underwhelmed by. Rock. Get your shit together. <laughs> <laughs> Jumanji one and two were fine. July 24th. 2020 to july 30th 2021 is uh, the shift there yeah and a lot, a lot of things kind of seeing that uh bob's burgers the movie which is also a disney movie now that's weird disney owns everything, yeah, everything. damn they own uh, everything from july 17th this year to april 9th next year um and then not disney stuff but paramount pushed back top gun maverick to december 23rd this year from july so it's not um. Not that far out. I expected that one to get punted a year. So is this a second push? No, we t- we talked about it last week. Oh, okay, I wasn't on the show last week, so I don't know exactly what you guys covered. But um, we just talked about right. the Paramount pushbacks. There was Top Gun and some one other movie that Paramount's making that got pushed as well. The second time, I think it was a Quiet Place too. Oh, that got yeah. an official release date. Yeah, yeah. Whereas before it was just indefinite. Um, but yeah, so that's kind of the Disney stuff. But really, the the biggest. Disney stuff is the MCU slate. So, did you guys talk about this? I don't think so. No, on the show. I think it's really no, after the show. Year. They um, pretty much announced their the the new lineup of uh, dates for the MCU at um, Comic Con last year. You know, they kind of like announced the slate, assigned assigning dates to each one of these, and obviously, all of this might change because we don't know when all this is going to end. And Black Widow is now set to November sixth, and essentially every slot has been pushed back one. Uh, there's a couple exceptions there, but um, that's one of those things that we'll see if that sticks. If like, hopefully things are definitely cross our fingers. Hopefully they're better by November. Um, but if they're not, you can imagine all this will definitely change. Um, but tell me in December we get Black Widow and Top Gun Maverick. I'm in. Well, yeah. So the the crazy thing here is this would essentially turn the MCU, and and we're going to hit a point where production kind of catches up in a weird way, but. While there was going to be kind of like a couple month gap between uh, like Black Widow and uh, Eternals would have been May to November. And then it would start being we're getting new MCU every like three or four months. It's now going to be starting in November till the end of time. You have to imagine it, it, it'll be a max of three months between every MCU movie. And that's not even including the Disney Plus stuff. That's, really that's amazing. So, that's really I'm OK with this because uh, it would go now Black happen. Widow. Black Widow, November 6th. Eternals would move from November to February 12th. Shang-Chi would move from February 12th to May 7th. Doctor Strange would move from May 7th to November 5th. Thor, Love and Thunder would move from November 5th to February uh, 2022. Then there is uh, an untitled Marvel movie that was previously dated for February 2022 that has just been removed from the schedule. So Thor took its place, but it's just gone now from being a, a separate movie. I'm sure they'll bring it back at some point. That was rumored to be Ant-Man 3 um, or Fantastic Four. But uh, then Captain Marvel 2 uh, is now going to take the place of the July July 29th date, but they moved it to July 8th, 2022. Uh, The news there, Captain Marvel 2 is announced. We didn't actually officially know that. Kevin Feige just said that, of course, we're going to get a Captain Marvel 2, but now it's on the books. 
it's on the dockets. We we kind of know the timeline. And I think there's two very interesting things here. Hold on, actually, jumping back, there was a note that I made. The two that aren't on this list are Black Panther 2, which keeps its release date that it had of May um, 2022. And Spider-Man 3 has not uh, had any announcement, but that's because Sony makes those those announcements and those calls. Um, but the thing that I think is most interesting about this list is the two things. One, seeing what's shifted, and you can kind of get an idea of their storytelling, where it's like what movies are actually going to affect the others. Like Black Panther not moving, to me, really kind of shows that they're Black Panther, Captain Marvel 2, and... Um, whatever's going on like the 2022 slate is gearing up for some type of avengersy moment after that mm-hmm. so that's pretty cool and exciting but the other thing is that this is i know we're in weird times but this is kind of showing that disney doesn't give a fuck about putting movies out like the summer blockbuster might just be destroyed because of all this <laughs> corona stuff like eternals moving to a, a february slot uh is, is interesting because of what that means for the rest of it of you know, now Shang-Chi getting that summer slot next That's year. That's exciting. Like that, because like Shang-Chi originally goes to be a February <laughs> movie, which is, you know, traditionally a bit more less. Um, yeah, it's reserved for the lesser characters, right? Yeah. Like the, the bigger movies coming out around the blockbuster time. I'm sure they'll get back to that as soon as they possibly can, though, because they know those summer months are still pretty big hitters due to the, like the high school kids and or kids being out of school and just wanting to see movies constantly. Um, but that's cool. It's cool that they're they're. It sounds like they're not canceling anything, which is good. They're just yeah. moving stuff around, which is great. Yeah, as I opposed think the- to DC, who I'm sure just probably is like, "We're done. This is it. We quit. <laughs> <laughs> this is all we needed. This is a good out." They're just like, oh, "It's a good out. It's a good out." You yeah, know, I don't know. You know no, go ahead. Go for it. Oh, I was gonna say uh, just a random non sequitur, but like, um, I saw a one of those master classes and Bob Iger's teaching, and I thought about Bob, Bob Iger. I was like, "What? Where? Where must his head be?" Because if you recall, like a few months ago, he announced his retirement, but he's like, I'm going to stay on to help shepherd the next guy through like this unbelievable, like we're, we're setting 2020 up to be this fucking awesome year. Do you think he's like, fuck, I should have just left. I should have just left in December. Clean out would have been the best run anyone's ever had of this company. I think he's fine. I mean, he still had the best run, right? Like yeah. that doesn't go away. And like he this- did, but now he's like, but now he's got to deal with all this shit. If he'd have just yeah. left in December, he'd have been like, like Obama right now going to like basketball. Well, he's not going to any basketball games right now, but like you see Obama and he's like jet skiing in the Bahamas and he's like, fuck it. I did my shit. It was awesome. Eight years. Good. <laughs> Everyone can suck it. <laughs> I don't think Obama's thinking any of that. <laughs> Obama but, is like, if you see Obama right now, he's just in leisure wear, man. He looks so fucking good. And he is so happy not to be president anymore. I'll tell you that right now. But anyways, I'm very happy that the MCU slate seems intact. Uh, even, I'll bet pushed back a bit, but um, I'm happy that the, the vision's still there. Um, and speaking of the vision, I think that uh, WandaVision's going to get, and this is just me totally guessing, but I imagine that we might see that before Falcon and Winter Soldier. Um, because all the rumors point to <clears throat> that being further along in production um, and editing and all that stuff. So I wouldn't be surprised if they'd make a, a push to have Falcon and Winter Soldier come out after Black Widow, maybe early 2021 or something like that. But hmm. interesting. Keep our eyes on that. Um, more little uh, nuggets here from the MCU stuff. This I io9 uh always does a, a good thing called morning spoilers mm-hmm. that uh just kind of like is a bunch of little nuggets of like random news and stuff and i always enjoy looking at it um so some fun stuff here is uh james gunn did a, a quarantine watch party uh watch along uh guardians of the galaxy oh, did he? uh yeah it was actually the really fucking cool i was telling joey about it there's a comicbook.com um there's this uh, dude that works there that has just been doing watch parties of different movies and uh, he keeps tweeting at different directors and trying to get people to be a part of it. He's gotten some pretty cool people. But he just tweeted at James Gunn. He's like, hey, we're going to watch Guardians tonight. Are you in? And James Gunn was just like, yeah, what time? And he was like, oh, fuck. Uh, That's so cool. Like, 8 p.m., whatever. And, and he was like, all I got to do is just watch and tweet along. He's like, yeah. And then James Gunn fucking did it. That's which awesome. Is super so rad. So it wasn't That's like really a, cool. a, a call? Like he wasn't – he was just tweeting? Just tweeting with the hashtag quarantine watch party. Dude, that's so sick. Yeah, I want him to. Uh, I want them to do that for Slither. A couple weeks ago, they had like Slither's, like I think it was like 14th or 15th anniversary yeah. or something like that. And it was just, it reminded me how much I want to go back and watch that movie. It's a good movie. I don't know if I've seen Slither. 
Oh, oh dude, dude, you'd, you'd like love it. A lot. it. Yeah, you, it's like a campy, like not tongue in cheek. It's a, a campy kind of horror comedy. Oh, I have not seen this. Oh, James Gunn's Slither. Yeah, yeah, yeah. His very first movie. And it was one of those where you watch it, you go, this is such a fun vibe. And it elevates that sort of like gory horror sci-fi movie. I'm like, this guy's got something. Maybe 15 years from now, he'll he'll get Guardians of the Galaxy and then get kicked out of it and then be brought back. Yeah, wow. What foresight <laughs> young Nick must have had. I just, I, had, I, just, I just, you know, I can see, I can see market trends. Oh I can God. just see market trends. Anyway, some uh, some fun stuff that came from this is uh, nothing mind blowing, but just you know, this this is cool. Um, talking about Rocket and kind of like hinting at some Guardians of the Galaxy three stuff. Um, he just says, so someone asked him, is Rocket's origin going to be part of Volume three? And he says, I'll just say Rocket is a big part of what's happening in the future, and lots of this stuff, like the scars we're about to see on his back. He was watching the movie. Uh, sets up what I've been planning for Rocket all along. Part of the cybernetics apparently painfully placed in his body. One of my favorite moments in the movie. Rocket's loneliness and disaffection is at the center of the franchise for me. So cool mm-hmm. stuff to kind of, again, not much news there. I just think it's cool. Yeah, no, it's I, cool. I feel like we've gotten a good emphasis on Rocket in like the second movie. And we even got a little bit of a glimpse of it in the first movie. And um, to get like a deeper dive in him on the third movie, like I really yeah, hope I mean, they, they go a lot deeper. And he he's such a weirdly sympathetic character that like he has definitely in both movie moments where you kind of like feel bad for him and you're like, what what is going on with this little guy? I watched. Uh, I mean, I I live my life just rewatching parts of Endgame, but I I decided <laughs> I was going to watch some different parts this week, uh-huh. and so I went back and and watched like the intro to the Time Heist. Where, they're, where Cap's giving the fucking speech. It's so goddamn good. But when they're all standing around the little portal that's about to suck them in, and you just see them all, and it's just Rocket's tiny ass just there putting <laughs> his little fist up. It's so good. And like, what a world they created where it's like, that is just not only believable, you're just like, let's it's fucking cool. go. <laughs> I know. I love yeah, I love cool. this. There was a clip going around that was, uh, you know, people were retreating. I'm sure you guys have seen it, but it was like the audience reaction to um the thor the captain america holding the thor hammer and that put me down a rabbit hole of like all of a sudden someone else replied with the audience reaction of when um thor landed in infinity war mm-hmm. and, and uh fucking that terrible cg but it still works where the hulkbuster opens up and banner's like oh you guys are screwed now and he just starts fucking <laughs> that does not work i hate that, that scene so much I, I love that scene I just, I just that one moment i'm just like yeah. oh god they do that with that. Why did they spend like 10 more bucks? It was, it was a last minute decision bucks. that they took out uh, the Smart Hulk from that movie. They were like, oh, we'll save it for the next movie. So uh, call. The, the next thing is the Purge 5. Little uh, tidbit here. A uh, recent Hollywood Reporter um, interview with Jason Bloom appears that the Purge 5 is now called the Forever Purge. How's that make you feel, Joe? I don't know. I don't know what that means, but I'm excited. I like how Anyone else here watch these? I haven't seen any of them. I've seen one do. or two of them. I can't remember. But the first I, one, so with one Ethan the Hawk, first right? one is like yeah, uh, pretty like enclosed within one house. Right, right, right. And then the second one goes a little bit more into like what's happening in the city. I can't remember if I've seen the second. We maybe we started watching the second one. I think but, like the first one was pretty cool because it's yeah. It's just I think that one and house. two are pretty good. Yeah. Three Have you seen the four. rest of them? Yeah, three. I think. Three does a really cool like world building, kind of so you understand what's happening on like a is bigger three, level. Is three the first purge? No, that's four. Oh. Three, three is election called? year. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, I don't know what the I assume that just means that they are just expanding it and taking it. To, they want to make it like a global thing, maybe. I don't know. Hmm. I mean, I would imagine that, like the, the, the they're just gonna switch over to purge world every day. You know, no more rules. Anarchy rules That's everything. True. I feel like the forever purge is kind of what happens after I eat Chipotle for the third day in a row. Oh, Nick. <laughs> oh, Nick. God, your poor wife. <laughs> um, more little nuggets here. Uh, the next M. Night Shyamalan movie has Ooh. been removed entirely from Universal's no. schedule. So that kind of sucks. Did we know uh, anything about it? No, we just knew it was a thriller. That is the best twist of all movie's not even coming out <laughs> uh, we'll never know what the twist was. i feel like with uh what what it, what came out before split it was uh the split, unbreakable the visit yeah, yeah the, with the, the visit i enjoyed split was cool then his third movie their glass 
didn't like so much. I yeah, I didn't like it. Class. He's very hit or miss. I didn't like it so much, but like it, it was fine. It wasn't bad. It just wasn't. It wasn't nearly no, as good. I I think it's bad. Like the introduction of a secret society that like we get no more information just seems like a very much Deus Ex kind of mocking a thing that they threw in there. No, it's yeah. just Deus Ex, right? What's the what's the phrase? It's Deus Ex and then Ex Machina. Yeah, Ex Machina is the game that Nick likes so much. No, Ex Machina is the movie. Oh, yeah, I think the whole phrase is. Yeah, Deus Ex Machina, right? No. Yeah. The the yeah. act Deus of Machina. machine of God or something, right? Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, you guys know what I meant. Where it's like, <laughs> hey, it's really convenient that the secret society came out of nowhere that like is hiding all this stuff. Yeah. Um, and then here's some just again non news but bad news for me and Kev Doc. Uh, in a conversation no. with Collider, Chris Christoph Waltz said he hasn't heard anything about a sequel to Alita Battle Angel. Uh, he says, you know, I'm as wise as you are. I haven't heard anything, and I'm a little disappointed and surprised that I haven't heard anything so far because I know that it has followers. I know that people liked it, and aside from what others said, I loved it, and I liked working on it, and I really liked the result. You know, it was Fox, and Fox doesn't exist anymore. Now it's Disney. Maybe it doesn't fit into into Disney's plans. I have no clue. I have no idea. <laughs> Maybe they're working on something, and I wouldn't be the first person to hear it. But meanwhile, I'm just letting you know I haven't heard anything. Damn. That, <laughs> Thanks, Christoph. That's yeah. really <laughs> exciting that, that he, like – is speaking positively about it because I could like he's a real fucking actor, you know. Yeah, he's, like, a he's in a movie, and like he even when a movie's bad, like he's like oh a shining part of it, you mm-hmm. know, most of the time. Um, so hearing him speak positively of the movie is really exciting because yeah, you and I we very much enjoyed it and want sequels. So this doesn't necessarily mean anything though. Yeah, exactly. I, I was actually really I was. Hope- I was- Sorry, go ahead. No, I, just, I really hope that this keeps the conversation going and we get a sequel. I was actually pleasantly surprised when I watched that movie. I thought I was going to absolutely hate it and turn it off after five minutes. And I found myself, I watched the whole thing and I was like, okay, I see this world they're trying to build. It's yeah. a little less intense than I would have liked it to have been. I wish they could have made it like an R-rated movie. I think that would have been cool. But it worked and it was fun to watch. And I sympathize with the character, even though she had those like weird ass big eyes. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I would, I would see a sequel to this as well, especially given that it kind of ends on that cliffhanger. Yeah. Um, and then Ooh, the next thing is a new character played by Oscar winning. What's Edward Norton, right? Ed Norton. Ed Norton's <laughs> just like, I've been the bad guy the whole time. And I was like, really? Cool. But you can't cool. even really tell it's him because he's wearing glasses. And it's oh, like, I can, that, I can see spot Ed, Ed Norton in the fucking crowd from a mile oh away. I'm like, that's Ed Norton right there at that Chipotle. <laughs> Chipotle. God, you're on a Chipotle <laughs> kick today. I think I want, um, you know why? Because I drove, I, I went over to Target to get Kevin Peep and I waited for 45 minutes to get in. And then they were like, we don't have any more peeps. And I was like, Kevin's not going to believe. They, this. These guys at Target must be like, so everyone, everyone's going to Target and it's like, you know, fucking chaos and the tape all over the floors and everything. And it's just like toilet paper's out, all the shit's out. And then they're like, why is this guy buying all our fucking peeps? <laughs> it was, it, I've been slowly bleeding the Target on Gary and Masonic out of their peeps for the last four weeks. And I was, so imagine this. It's they have the the tapes obviously like six feet apart, right? It's like person in mask, person in full blown apocalypse like hazmat suit, me with just sunglasses on and and really faded camo uh, joggers, and then everyone else behind me. It was just and I'm I'm just waiting to get into this thing. And meanwhile, everyone's like making a run. They're like asking for toilet paper or whatever. And I'm like this. Listen, hey buddy, come here. And the guy's like stressed out. I was like, do you have any more of those peeps left? Not. And I'm like, let me preface, not the candy. I want the pe- pillow. And the guy's like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> and I went and I went to where they normally were. And I was like, did I just wait 45 minutes to get into this Target? And then I started getting anxiety because I was like, Kevin is not going to believe me. that I, He's going to think I totally just bitched 100%. out on it. Not fucking go. Because yeah. I was going to be like, oh, the line was too long. I can't, couldn't get in. And then I got in. I was like, oh, he's never going to believe me. So I'm scouring all of it. Finally, I figured out that they've moved the last four peeps over to this one little area. And I was able to get one. Not the color he wanted, but I got him a pink peep. Thank God. I love it. I, I like that too. Did it take an extra hour and a half to do? Did I need to do that? No. <laughs> watch Transformers instead. But were you dying it. to get out of the house? Well, it's so funny because Target has become the place where, like, once you get in, they can't stop you from just hanging out. I just hung out in the peep aisle for like twenty minutes, Christ. trying to pick the peep that had. You the really are the worst, of us, Nick. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Um, so this one is uh, this new story is a big surprise. I would say um, there's a hit show, the best show on the internet. Some would say KFAF. Yeah. Uh, that once made a parody of the Space Force, which is the office in space, essentially. Mm-hmm. Uh, the new Steve Carell thing, and it's fucking happening now. <laughs> like, I know, I'm some, excited. Somehow, uh, let's see. Uh, Wait, what does that mean? Like, is it coming out soon? 
Yeah, End very, very, very soon. May 29th wow. uh, will be the series premiere on Netflix. That's crazy. Of show. That's very exciting. Well, beforehand, it, the only thing we had gotten was just the a teaser trailer screen, that was right? just like space, right? Yeah. It's like Earth floating in space. So the plot per Netflix is a decorated pilot with dreams of running the Air Force, four-star General Mark R. Naird, Steve Carell, is thrown for a loop when he finds himself tapped to lead the newly formed sixth branch of the U.S. Armed Forces, Space Force. Skeptical but dedicated, Mark uproots his family and moves to a remote base in Colorado where he and a colorful team of scientists and spacemen are tasked by the White House with getting American boots on the moon again in a hurry and achieving <laughs> total space dominance. So I love this, this. Up some this images. Something. they you then uh, sounds great. They announced the the entire cast, and it's a fucking banger. You oh guys. shit! It's got uh, it. the what the the what's his name? The guy Jin you Yang. dated from Sil- yeah, Jin Yang. It does have Jin Yang. Um, it has I mean, Ben Schwartz, John Malkovich, uh, Diana Silvers, Tani Newsom, Lisa Kudrow. Oh, that's fun! Oh like this, this is going to be fucking awesome. Yeah, John Malkovich is awesome in Billions, by the way. Oh, no. watch that show. You know what this reminds me of? Has anyone watched that HBO show with uh, the dude from House about like the spaceship with Josh Gad? I saw an episode, episode of it. It looks Avenue, terrible. Avenue Five. <laughs> yeah, it looks oh, it is, was, was it yeah. good? Terrible. Okay, like yeah. it, it, it is what it looks like, right? Ju- yeah, but like somehow it's worse. Like <laughs> I remember seeing the trailer for it and thinking it was a joke. That I I was th- I thought that it was like a fake trailer, mm-hmm. right? But no, then they I, I the reason I watched it was because I didn't believe there was a real episode because it looks like, like a funnier die sketch. Yeah. Totally, it, it, you know, it looks like they were trying to ape the Veep vibe. Mm-hmm. If you ever watched Veep, it's one of my all time favorite HBO shows. It's so fucking unbelievably biting and inappropriate. But uh, it looks like the the producers of that because I think it's Mike Judd or Judge no Judd who did uh, Beavis and Butthead. Mike Judd, Mike right? Judd. I think it's him doing this. Judge, so it's this. Judge. It's Judge. Judge. Yeah. Judge. Um, so it's this. I, I think is it's it him, not Ricky Gervais. Is it Ricky? Who the fuck did this? No, show? it doesn't seem like Mike Judge did Silicon Valley. Yeah, I but thought I for feel some like... reason did he Ricky really? Gervais was tied to one of these. Yeah. <laughs> uh, space show. Yeah, I think What's actually I watched the first episode too, and it was just like it, it's one of those things where it's just like. It feels like the director went in and was like, hey, you guys, several of you guys are real actors. Uh, don't bring any of that. Just have fun, and we're going to use the first take of everything. Yeah, this is legitimately not Mike Judge. I have no idea what No, its creators Armando <laughs> Inanucci. 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 That's Inanucci. weird. Uh, yeah, this show, it's sad because it has an amazing cast. Like, it's got Jared from... Um, Silicon Valley. Yeah. It's got the dude from House. Who's fuck- Why can't oh, I remember his fucking name? You, Laurie. Josh Gad, who I don't necessarily love, and, 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 and like I saw that, I was like, I don't know if I'm gonna like that. And then every clip they played for him, I'm like, that wasn't funny. That was the oh, clip yeah. you, you picked for this. Yeah. I don't know. Hopefully, uh, Space Force will be hilarious. Nick, the the director of it had has directed nine episodes of Veep. Oh yeah, yeah you can tell that's the same style. Yeah. Hmm. Well, I'm excited for Space Force. Yeah, I, I really am. Me too. Um, so moving on, Disney Plus passes more than 50 million paid subscribers, which is crazy. Um, you know, we all kind of expected it to be successful. It's successful. These trying times gonna make it more successful. That's just how this all works. Uh, for some comparison here, Netflix, which started streaming in 2007, has 160 million paid subscribers oh, wow. worldwide. So yeah, damn. Um, still, still a lot more, but Disney Plus. Gonna, you know, gaining that nipping ground, at their, nipping at their heels. Disney Plus also one thing to note is significantly cheaper right even the the cheapest or disney plus has one rate and it is at the cheapest rate of the netflix one mm-hmm. so there, there is going to be some differences there then uh, amazon prime is at 150 million paid subscribers but that also is a little weird because it's not just amazon prime right Videos. Right. Yeah, I was going to say, they, they, how many of those 150 million subscribers know that they have Amazon Prime Video? I feel <laughs> like know? over the like last this. year and a half, Amazon Prime has tried has been like doing a really like decent attempt at trying to notify their the people with Prime. Like, because uh, whenever I go to order something, like uh, every once in a while, I'll get a screen that's like, "Hey, remember you have videos? You can watch them for free. Click here." It's true. And I mean, I'm a, I love Amazon Prime because I just like. 
going through all the old movies than just seeing what I can watch for free. And I do think they actually have some really, really good shows. Obviously, Marvelous Miss Maisel and Bosch. I know no one watches Bosch, but like that is one of my favorite detective shows that's been made in the last like 10 years. I think it's and season six is coming. So if you guys want to start now, it's really good. It's a lot of seasons to catch up on. Also, they have. Yeah, but I think it's only like six. Because it's like they're based on books. Are they like hour long episodes? Yeah, they're good though. Kev, you would like it. I think good. I think I would, but it's, what's the it pitch on it? Is it American? Yeah, it's detective. Yeah, it's American. Yeah, it's American. It's, it's yeah, it's it's uh, based on a book series. Um, and it's the guy that plays Titus Welker, I think is the main character's name. It doesn't have a lot of like real, like notable actors in it, but it's just based on a book series about a detective in LA that like the first one is like he's going after a serial killer, but it has oh. to do with like the, the politics of like the the chief of police hates him and you know, Wait. he's kind of like, he's just a good guy, but he's also kind of fucked up. What's the name of the show you always talked about? That was uh, a bridge. Hmm. Which one? Like the show was like, there was a murder that took place on a bridge. Oh, and... the bridge. I think it was called. That's so funny. Like, that was, that was when my wife watched it. Cause she, she likes both. It was like the bridge between Denmark and, and uh, Switzerland or yeah. not Switzerland. Um, what's the other one? Sweden. It's, so it was it's like every single time you've talked about Bosch, I thought it was about this bridge show. No, no, no. Bosch is like, <laughs> and I was like, wow, Bosch, five like, seasons about this murder. Bosch is on a really a cool, like, new, noir, like, modern noir LA detective show. It's very, yeah. very cool. He's, I'm sorry, he's police detective. I shouldn't say detective. This guy's got, got like a lot a of tattoos shoot. on him. He's bad. So, uh, speaking, of, speaking of this type of show, I don't know if you guys talked about this last week, so let me know. But Christopher Maloney as SVU character Elliot Stable. Oh, yeah. We didn't because it came, I think, as we were – my wife literally texted me as we were doing the show last week and we were, like, wrapping up. Otherwise, we would have talked about this. But I wanted to be up to speed on it. Tim, tell the people what – we have in store for us. Christopher Maloney is returning as Elliot Stabler in a new Dick Wolf drama series <clears> for <throat> NBC. The SVU spinoff drama, which marks the actor's return to Wolf World, is what they're calling it, uh, revolves yes. around the NYPD organized crime unit led by Stabler. It is the first show to come out of the massive new five-year, nine-figure, multi-platform deal Wolf signed with Universal Television last month, which includes multiple series commitments. Uh, the new series, which could be branded as part of the Law & Order franchise, is executive produced by Wolf. Um, let me see if there's any other interesting stuff here. Uh, not really. That's all that we really know about it. But well, this um, is crazy because this, I think, marks the first time there's been a spinoff of a character from a Law and Order franchise. That's like it just follows him. So I wonder what the format will be because all five thousand episodes of Law and Order <laughs> have essentially. I mean, SVU follows the the cops a little bit more than the traditional Law and Order, as does Criminal Intent. But I mean, it's still. It's still them trying to get people. It's still like you still see the court cases, stuff like that. So I wonder, like their personal lives have always sort of taken a backseat to the format of the show. So I wonder how this is going to play out. Uh, so, I just wanted to say really quick, I was writing the headline for this or the for the time code and I had to make it up on my own. And it's my favorite time code. I think I've ever written mm-hmm. down where it's Stabler's back or Stabler's back in Wolf World. That's cool. <laughs> that, sounds like, that sounds like a book series that would get made into an amazing HBO series, and, all, and none of us would read the book, but we would love the HBO series. Um, well, I'm pretty, I'm pretty stoked about this. Uh, I'll definitely watch it, and Gia will fall asleep to it every night. Does uh, Gia love SVU as much as Danielle loves SVU? I, I can't imagine someone loving falling asleep to SVU more than Gia does. Oh, <laughs> it's, yeah. it's, it's, also it's, it's a weird show to love as much as like people like I, I also love SVU, but like it's so fucked up. You know, I'm a fan. I mean, I'm a fan of the OG Law and Order as well. But and I don't I have literally never sat down and watched all of them from start to completion because I don't even know if you can like on. I don't services. think any human being has. I don't think you can. But yeah. I swear to God, I shit you not, guys, every single time. There is an episode on TV and I click to it. I've seen it. I have <laughs> oh, never really? I have never encountered an episode of Law and Order with the exception of Criminal Intent because I didn't watch a lot of those. But now I've started watching those too. I just keep I'm like, I've seen this. How the fuck do I know? How have, yeah. how have I seen this? And what point? I think it's just always on in the background. It's yeah. hit a point that yeah. I, I think I've seen every SVU episode now. Yeah, except for the new ones, because there are new ones that do come. Oh, in. I know they're still making them. Yeah, <laughs> I don't think they've canceled the show yet. I think well, they uh, canceled the, uh, is like the president of the United States in this show now. Haven't they canceled the the original? Did they? Is it yeah, finally Law done? and Order? Just oh, no the original Law and Order is gone. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. that was, I think, that got can't. They didn't get canceled. Got kind of sunsetted. They were just like, we can't do the show anymore. But Criminal Intent and SVU. I think Criminal Intent's done too. But I think SVU is still going. SVU I've just got renewed for like Law three seasons. Oh, it's good, yeah. Joey. You'd like it. SVU. I see. I'm on the Criminal amazing. Minds train. 
So Colonel Mines I is feel good. Like also I mean, in that same vibe. Criminal intent's good. Criminal Minds is is it, Criminal Minds is a lot more uh, like I want to say. Well, I guess they're pretty they're they're similar, but it's a lot more like a um uh what's that other show with fucking Blue Bloods in Las Vegas now the one that's oh CSI CSI it's a lot Criminal Minds is a lot more CSI. Whereas like Law and Order is it has they usually do like we caught the person now we have to try the person and that's always fascinating. To oh, see versus the like works. this thing is happening and we have to catch the person. Yeah, like what I what I love most about the original Law and Order was that like the detectives would only be in it for the first like part of it and then they would have to maybe come back they'd bring them back to like testify but it was just the first half was finding the people and then it got kicked over to the DA and then it was that that like politics of trying to get this person tried do they cut a deal do they lose and sometimes they lost which is always fascinating like the guy would walk and you're like god damn we knew yeah. he did it but it's crazy uh just to get through the rest of the news a, a little quick here um the new doogie hauser reboot series on disney oh, plus is Nick. neil patrick harris in it because i'd uh, like to no no word yet no word yet he um they're also to. doing a a frozen digital series on disney plus that's starting like now that you can watch called at home with olaf um so they're, they're doing that for the kids. Uh, and then Bob Iger kind of had some choice quotes talking about um, that Artemis Fowl might not be or will not be the last Disney movie that uh, gets put onto streaming services and skipping a theater debut, but not to expect any of the major ones to, including Mulan, Black Widow, or et cetera. We actually, I don't think we've talked about that on screencast, and I think that's kind of a, a big deal, right? Oh, Artemis Fowl? You guys yeah. didn't talk about that last no, week? No, because that, that, that happened, I believe, this Friday? last weekend. God, time is insane yeah, right now. But yeah, Artemis Fell, huge deal. One of the yep. big uh, Disney kids movies that was going to come out later yeah. this year is now coming straight to streaming services. And uh, I was reading it with Colin Farrell. Yes. yes. I was reading an interesting uh, interview about it that uh, they were saying that this is actually probably best for this movie where they weren't expecting it to kill at the box office anyways after the failure of A Wrinkle in Time. And um, they're saying that they were seeing trends um, that Disney's audience has changed so much uh, in the last couple of years that people kind of expect known franchises over these kind of like kid movies that back in the day would have been the bread and butter. Mm-hmm. Now, if it's not Marvel, Star Wars, Pixar or Walt Disney Animated Studios, they there's just not an association and drive for uh, families to take their kids to see these new IP. Well, it's interesting what, though because Artemis Hall, Artemis Hall is a pretty popular book series, right? I think it was a pretty popular book series like 15 years ago. Right? Yeah, everyone's chasing that Harry Potter train though, man. Yeah. And it's it's interesting to watch the times change because Harry Potter struck just at the right time before all of the mm-hmm. MC, like before all the Marvel and Star Wars stuff kicked up. All we had was X Men, and we were like, "This is just we don't need this." Uh, Thank God. Um, well, speaking of X Men, real quick, these are just super rumors, but there there is rumors that. Disney Plus is going to have a uh, X-Men animated series season seven or whatever it is. No fucking way. Mm. Wait, the yeah. original? Like like the 90s one or the sure. 90s one? That would be yeah. fucking crazy. Awesome. Fuck. A lot of this unsubstantiated stuff, but it is kind of the creators have been hinting at things here and there, but it's mm-hmm. backed up with like weird stuff. Like recently, Disney Plus added new um, little the avatar icons, and it was mm-hmm. all the 90s X-Men cartoon. Dude, that would be awesome. Like, that doesn't necessarily mean yeah, anything, uh, yeah, but it's a bizarre I, choice when you look at at what the avatars are and what they've added over time. They have to keep that same terrible style of animation where it's way too intricate to actually do all the frames. <laughs> Curran uh, just rewatched the entire series, and he was like, "Don't ever do that." No <laughs> like, bullshit. I, I watched. Like, they do not show. hold up. There's no continuity at all, That's and not- he's like. He's I like, not only does Disney Plus put them in the wrong order, um, but he's just like, there's so many character developments that they just fucking throw out. And it's, he's like, it sucks because you can see the hints of things being so good. And then you can tell when different members of the, the crew or whatever, like, stopped working on the project or when the budgets just weren't there to tell the stories they needed. I think them. that's more likely what happened because they had some interesting story arcs. Like, to back oh, yeah. no. I, I, I like that series. Yeah, I, We I, all I, like it. I rewatched the series maybe like four years ago, and I remember being shocked at how like intricate the overall like arching stories are. And I remember it being like it holding up way better than I thought it would. Yeah, yeah. See, I don't know. I, I tried watching season one when Disney Plus first started. I made it like halfway. Through. I was like, I can't. Really? <laughs> like this is yeah. Like That's this wild. is not. It like, it, it could it's be great the... in my mind, yeah. but. 
Well, it was always cool. It was always cool because they would do like like when they did the cable arc where it started in the future and it was this horrible post-apocalyptic future. And and I guess I guess not the cable arc. I guess it would have been the apocalypse um, arc. But I always just remember watching that was when I was a kid and being like, this is pretty serious for like a Saturday morning cartoon. And I loved it. I just I, I went back and watched it probably about five years ago, and I remember liking it. That and I watched. I forced my way through the Silver Surfer cartoon season. I think it was only one season, but it was cool. It's just what? a trip. Did she like it? What's that? Did she like it? Your wife? Oh, she didn't watch that shit. I think she just said you forced her. No, I forced no. my way through. Oh. through the Silver. You can't. You, you've never met my Jesus wife. Christ. Can you watch, imagine D watching the Silver Surfer? No, that's why I was so shocked. Or it's just oh, like Nick sitting down and being like, "Hey, we really have seconds. to watch this." No, but like Silver Surfer is another example of like they just they just literally took those like not necessarily kid themed comic books and turned them into the show because Silver Surfer follows like Silver Surfer as he becomes the Herald of Galactus and they just kill planets and he has to like basically make. You know, it's the old school Silver Surfer story where he's like, I have to make a deal. Like, I'll become your herald as long as you leave my planet alone. But that means I get to go kill billions and billions of other people on these other planets, even though he tries to, like, steer him toward non-habited planets. It's pretty crazy. He needs it. I talked about this uh, on on some show before. I don't know who the fuck knows what it was with how much shit we put out. But uh, there there's a fascinating, like, YouTube documentary. Uh, It's like a, a, I think it was like an hour long, like, video essay type thing um, of somebody that, like, you can find it just by looking for, I think, just Fox uh, superhero MCU or some shit like that, and you, you'll see it. But it was breaking down all of the different uh, Marvel properties, like the cartoons they put out, uh, you know, Spider-Man and, and X-Men, but also getting into Silver Surfer, Spider-Man Unlimited, um, Fantastic Four, like Iron Man, like all these cartoons that happened yeah. and how they actually did connect in, in a lot of interesting ways or why certain ones didn't. Fascinating stuff. Recommend. Yeah, there is. I mean, I think there's an episode of Spider-Man where they go. Like, I always loved those where he goes to the X-Men mansion, right? Yeah. I cool. mean, towards the end of the series, like they're all just kind of fucking together. Yeah. yeah. It's oh. it's really really cool. I also watched that video. I was trying to find. It. I couldn't find it, but uh, the 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 deep dive of like they were just given free reign and uh, they were successful enough where they were like maybe we'll do an Iron Man thing that's actually connected, and they did it. It's crazy. Yeah. Uh, then. Two more stories here. Uh, the Dave Batista movie, My Spy, that we've seen trailers for for, I feel like, 10 years, um, is not going to hit theaters. It is going to go to Amazon Prime Video. Hmm. So Interesting. If it's anything like Stuber, that's totally fine. Was uh, it looks Stuber was fine. But it's definitely one of those movies where I'm like, I- I'm not watching <clears> this. <throat> I think I watched it on a plane. And I think I caught it halfway through because it was one of those planes where it was like, we're just going to play the movie and you have to watch while we play it. I'm like, what is this, the fucking 90s? Yeah. Yeah, yeah man. Um, and then the final news story here is just a, a new update on the AMC theater line. Um, the new quote is, we do not believe AMC has sufficient sources of liquidity to cover its expected negative cash flows past midsummer. And we believe the company will likely breach its six times net senior secured leverage covenant when tested, blah, blah, blah. Essentially saying that there is a good chance that AMC theaters may never recover and shut down for good Shit. if this lasts long enough. So that long is live, a fucking live regal. Long live I mean, no, no. If AMC is not going to last, Regal ain't going to last. Yeah. <laughs> right. Well, AMC is the biggest and the baddest, right? So you have to assume AMC has the biggest operating costs because they they have the most real estate. Whereas maybe hopefully some of the mid tier or smaller theaters will be like, oh, cool, we can we can exist still. Dude, like think about the Metreon, right? Like how much fucking how much more expensive is it to rent the Metreon real estate than probably even the Century City yeah. theater that are right across the way? Yeah. Top floor, no one even knows it exists. It's where the bums. <laughs> it's where the homeless people go to sleep. Jesus. Good lord. Good fucking lord. That's true. The truth. It's true. Um, just saying that. Every move I go to, there's a homeless person sleeping in the theater. Oh, I mean, that's any building in the city. Yeah, especially. Exactly. Especially, exactly. Ladies and gentlemen, this episode is <laughs> brought to you by Manscaped. Uh, we've all been there, man. It's all been different situations, right? I remember it being, you know, let's stick with the theater theme. Me being an 11-year-old boy. Uh, me wanting to go watch Too Fast, Too Furious with all of my friends. And I was just like, look, there's a group of about 11 of us. We're going to go to this theater. And there's no reason that I should think that somebody might see or touch my wiener. Um, but I had that thought. So I was mm-hmm. like, I need to manscape. I need to be prepared for this moment in case it happens. And guess what, guys? It didn't end well. Uh, not only did nobody see or touch my wiener. I also uh, nicked and snagged my nuts as I was trying to manscape between them, and uh, it horrified me. It horrified me, and it was a, a very bad experience. But 
Um, I learned in my years how to do things correctly, and one of those correct ways is Manscaped. Uh, Manscaped has the Lawnmower 3.0 to make sure that you can watch Too Fast, Too Furious uh, with nice, clean balls and maybe have better chances than me. Um, I had somebody else enjoy those things um, and how clean and smooth they can be. The third generation trimmer features a cutting edge ceramic blade to prevent manscaping accidents. Millions of balls are about to be nick free. Uh, <laughs> always makes me laugh. Uh, thanks to Manscaped's advanced skin safe technology. <clears throat> um, subscribers get a new replacement blade refill for your lawnmower trimmer delivered to your door every three months, uh, making sure your trimmer always stays fresh and clean. And for a limited time, subscribers get not one, but two free gifts. The Shed Travel Bag, uh, it's a $39 value, and the patented high-performance anti-chafing Manscaped Boxer Briefs. So there you go. You got the whole thing ready um, for, for making sure your balls are looking good just in case. Get 20% off plus free shipping with the code MORNING at manscaped.com. Uh, get 20% off and free shipping with code MORNING at manscaped.com. Most people are loading up on toilet paper. You can load it up on making sure that your balls are looking fancy uh you your partner your body and your balls will thank you 20 percent off free shipping with the code morning at manscapes.com let's get into what we've been watching i want to start this off real quick can i ask a question yes does anybody here care about battlestar galactica yeah Uh, yeah i I like it did you see i think it just broke but they everything's available for streaming now the whole series Oh, that's amazing. That's cool. It was on, uh, I, I want to say it was on Amazon Prime or Netflix for a long time. Wait, yeah, I tried to get my wife to watch it. The second not... series. They, they're second series. The original series is difficult to watch. Mm-hmm. It's... But yeah, they just launched it on uh, the sci fi site. That's pretty And you don't cool. need like a subscription or anything. Yeah. I'd be wow. interested to see Tim's reaction if he can... You have to sit through, you have to, like, it's one of those you have yeah. to really get into it. Yeah, it's, it's, the show is so cheaply made that it's hard to look beyond the production and a lot of the <laughs> acting in the very first couple seasons. But it's such a cool concept and such an accomplishment by uh, Ronald Moore. It sounds dope, but yeah, I don't know that I have the patience it's, to to go through it all. What's really funny is like the cheap set kind of plays into like the story of it, where it's like this is like one of the old ships that is about to get uh, the Battlestar Galactica is about to get decommissioned. And it's mm-hmm. like they're all analog, so all like the phones and all the technology is super old looking, and everything just looks really janky. But it's part of the story. I yeah, because really the idea it. was that like they fought machines, and machines had AI that could like invade the systems of the ships, so they had to make these hyper advanced ships analog, basically. So everything is like a standalone system that can't be hacked, and uh, it's pretty funny. But there's also another little fun thing if you ever watch it: all the paper has the corners cut off. And that's like a, evidently, I don't know if I'm right about this, but I read a piece of trivia that said why, when someone asked one of the producers why they did that, because they were like, well, we cut corners on every single thing else. So we thought, why not just cut the corners off the paper? That's pretty funny. <laughs> I was like, that's pretty that's great. It's a good bet. Um, so a movie that I watched this last week that I have been wanting to see for a very long time and I'm upset that I waited this long is Jojo Rabbit. You know, yes. You have you seen it, Nick? I did. And you know what? I'll, I'll I'll be honest with you. It didn't work as well for me as I, I thought it was going to. Really? I, I, it didn't, it didn't, it didn't grab me. I wanted it. it, it it's so, I think the reason was because I was going through a little bit of a um, Wes Anderson kick at the time. And I went into that thinking it was going to be like a Wes Anderson movie. And Wes Anderson always makes these really kind of silly, almost cartoonish, fable-ish movies that are um, like very, very fun, like well-directed, but they're light light on the surface, but very deep. When you get to the end of it, you're like, oh, that was very emotional. Whereas this is like, it has that same vibe where it's like, we're going to be playful and fun, but it is fucking, it is a messed up story. And I think I just wasn't ready for the, for that juxtaposition of, of style and content. Yeah, yeah I, I didn't like- I didn't know what I was getting into with it, where I, I was Taika Waititi and this Hitler imaginary friend. Like that was all that I knew. And uh, I feel like watching it, it was way less, comedic than i expected it to be yeah and the but i feel like the drama worked really well and when there's moments that hit like there's a a moment i don't want to spoil um that happens and like it hit me so hard in a way that i don't think a movie ever has because i really didn't see it coming and it it felt earned without me realizing something was being earned while i'm watching the movie and it distracted me for the rest of the movie because i was like i feel so fucked up right now that it's hard to kind of like take in the rest of the things that's happening. I'm like, then that that's fucking good movie making. Being, being like, like yeah. as vague as possible. Are you talking about the shoes? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. For like, me, for me, like, yeah, go ahead. Sorry. Kevin. I was just gonna say that that setup was one of the best setups that I've ever seen in the movie where they introduce this idea of like, Oh, this, this shot is connected to this person. 
and then you see it again later. Well, you see it multiple times, and then you see it the final time, and you're like, whoa. Yeah. I'm yeah, I guess I, so I guess based on, based on the trailer, I just thought it was going to be a lot more comic, comical and lighthearted than it was. Um, but, I mean, pretty off the bat, like, it kind of it takes a turn where it gets pretty intense. And I just feel I just felt like – and I, this is no disrespect to Tiger Watiti. I love his humor. I just feel like his humor as Hitler didn't work that well in this and started to annoy me after a while. Because I started to like, I just wanted to see the relationship with the kid and the girl. And then he kept coming in. And I was like, this is just, I understand why you're here. Because this is to show the, the kid's emotional state from being indoctrinated as a Hitler youth. Then to finally becoming his own person and seeing the world for what it is. As opposed to like what he's been told it is. Um, but I just felt like. Man, it's 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 a dark movie and it's very intense, as Tim's talking about. I was yeah, just see, not ready for that when I watched it. Yeah. It's funny because with what you're saying, I kind of feel the opposite way that what the reason I enjoyed it as much as I did is I thought that there wasn't that much Taika. And I, I thought that I, I I expected there to be a lot more. So like when he was there, it kind of felt like a nice like I needed it. <laughs> and it was just like I kind of I'm happy there wasn't more than there was because I feel like it, w- it was used sparingly enough to like really like add to everything. And yeah. that's all added on top of Going into this, just thinking like, oh, Hitler's your imaginary friend, like that, and it's Taika Waititi, like this is what the movie's going to be. Like there's the whole crux of what this movie actually is, I feel like I didn't even know. Like there's an element that I don't even want to spoil here of just like uh, of another character where you're just like, I didn't know they were part of this. And like that's, it's really cool because I think that it tells a very uh, simple story, but it tells it very effectively. And I, I definitely recommend it to people um let's see what else do we want to talk about here can i chime in on uh what what i've been watching yeah go for it um it's actually what i was talking about last week where i'm still watching uh re-watching ozark holy mm. shit guys it is this show is probably my favorite drama it is so serious so tense the acting is so good the character choices they make are not enjoyable but <laughs> like but they're it makes really, really good television, like all the decisions that they're making. And I'm about to finish the second season, and I'm so excited that like I'm about to watch a third season that I've never seen before. So yeah, that's that's it. So I did the opposite, where I the show was way too stressful for me after the first season, <laughs> so I never watched the second season. But then my wife was watching the third season, and I made the mistake of sitting down and eating lunch during the first episode. And now I've watched six episodes in season three and i'm all in the show is kevin is totally right the show is fucking great but it is so stressful they do such a good job at the character dynamics and taking characters and pitting them against each other for reasons where you see both sides like it's it's really good storytelling and it's but it's stressful like i can't watch more than like one or two episodes a day without needing to just take a break and like watch something like silly on Netflix or, or on uh, youtube they're also the like each episode is i think like an hour maybe 45 minutes um and like it's because it's made by netflix i feel like they've thrown out the like you know normal setup where at the end of the episode it leaves on ends on a cliffhanger so you Mm -hmm. get a lot of episodes that kind of have the cliffhanger moment in the middle of the episode yeah and by the end of the episode there's a resolution and kind of like the world keeps going and it's just like oh my god this is such a good show highly tim are you are you familiar with what ozark is about yeah gia watches it all and i've seen it I've, you know, I've side watched most right. of it. Yeah. It's, right. it's very stressful. Yeah, it's stressful. I'm sure. Uh, Joey, what's the, what's one thing that you've been watching this week? Uh, I watched the way back with Ben Affleck and oh, Janina yes. Gavankar. G and I took over the theater room the other day and watched it. I know that I've seen the trailer for it, but I didn't remember anything. Had no idea that it was like a sports based movie. Uh, so spoilers, it is. He's a, like, he's a basketball coach, right? Yeah, he's like a former like star basketball player who gets called in to coach his old like his old high school's team, and they're like really bad and stuff like that. And he is like in a really bad place. Like one of the opening scenes <clears throat> when he gets approached for the job is like him trying to coach himself through like how he's going to turn it down. And it's shots of him talking to himself and doing it, but like continually going to get beers and you just kind of see him deteriorate. Super crazy. Janina plays um, like his wife that he's separated from and they have a really interesting dynamic and kind of the uh, B storyline of like, how they both got to where they are now from where they were. It's, I thought it was really good. It's really good performances. It's like a pretty heavy movie. It does have some like lighthearted parts when they like kind of go and do like 
some of the basketball stuff, but it's really about his journey and him processing through like a just life traumatic events kind of stuff. It's and really it's good. Sort of, it's kind of, and I don't want to say it's like loosely autobiographical, right? Because Ben Affleck himself went through a lot of those substance abuse problems and like a divorce and all that stuff. And granted, uh, he, never, he never lost his basketball career, but I feel like this might've been one that kind of hit home for him. Yeah. On that level, like the, the, st- the like catalyst for all of that manifesting in his life I, is not based on a real life thing for him. I don't think. No, no, no. I, I, I mean, yeah. like very loosely, like it's just the, the character mirrors a little <clears> bit of what Ben Affleck went through his own personal life about five years ago with uh, divorcing from uh, uh, Jennifer, Jennifer Gardner and the kids custody things and stuff like that. It's, it's yeah. uh, it was a terrible situation for him. He banged a nanny, I think a couple times. Who knows? Mm-hmm. Um, I love when yeah, it's really those good. days where it's like, is Nick just making stuff up right now because he's, got, he's talking on the mic? <laughs> no, he definitely, he definitely. Well, he, there were accusations that he was having sex. With I him. see, I see. Nick, what about you? What's the uh, one thing? Uh, Ozark has been the thing um, that, and I've also started going back just for comfort food and watching Psych. Um, Psych is always one of those series that I'm like, I need something just to turn my brain off and silly and just going to make me happy for a little bit. So I'm in season four. I, I always like, I just rewatch Psych from season one all the way through to the end. And then when I need it again, I'll just restart it. So right now I think I'm midway through season four. Um, I just got through the Peter Weller episode, which is great. And I, it was so fun because I, I, I never put two and two together, but I read a piece of trivia online that was like the writers and producers love eighties movies so much that they like purposely went out and tried to get as many old eighties actors to cameo in this. <laughs> and it's, it's so fucking true. Cause like I just did, finished one with Ralph Macchio Obviously, I finished one with Peter Weller, who played RoboCop back in the day. Don't it's they, such a great, fun series. Don't they also have a – was it the movie where they, like, go into a store and it's just the store from uh, the Gremlins? No. that Well, the movie is he he rented a basement in San Francisco and turned it into the basement from Gremlins, from right. the beginning of Gremlins. Right, right, yeah. right. Yeah, people yeah, are yeah. like, how much money did you spend? Spent yeah, they're really. really the I mean, that, that's cool. Like, I like it. It's such it's a so cool like thing that, yeah. to see other people that are like, "Oh, you have a passion for something, and you you're making your job take advantage of that passion so that you can live out your dreams." Well, like, yeah, I mean, James Roday, I think, became an executive producer in the show very early on. I think he loves '80s and '90s movies. Obviously, because he has uh, Freddie Prince Jr. cameo on a few episodes, and uh, Rachel Lee Cook does a full like two season arc where she's his girlfriend. It's just it's fun to see all those actors come back and just have some fun on a TV show that you know didn't have a huge budget but had a lot of heart. Um, last week we asked you to go to patreon.com slash kind of funny to submit your favorite Arnold Schwarzenegger movie. Yes. <laughs> and uh, and be specific. Be specific. Be yeah. Specific. The, I don't the think thing. you needed to say be specific. Because I, mean, <laughs> no, I don't know how specific people are really, you like, people aren't people are say... really like Predator, but Terminator is good too. But I also like to... No, fucking one. You get one, be specific. But I, mean, and the... I don't agree with you. You're wrong. All right. The Matt Bauer says, Jingle All the Way is my pick for best Arnold <laughs> wow. movie. Matt, it's easy. Dead to make team. a badass action movie, you punch one guy, you shoot another, you yell cut, and boom, you're done. The biggest challenge in the world of cinema is to make a holiday comedy for both kids and families. And you <laughs> all the way fucking nailed it. The comedy, while sometimes cheesy, is always enjoyable, and the action is fun, especially when it turns into a superhero movie at the end, which honestly, that ending was better than all of Batman v Superman. <laughs> Fair. This might be my favorite write-in on screencast of all time. <laughs> uh, Joe Merton says probably Predator, not only because of all the fun catchphrase, catchphrases and outstanding performances. Uh, looking at you, young Shane Black, but because this is the first of the three great John McTiernan films, Predator, Die Hard, and Hunt for Red October. Seriously, what a run! Those that then McTiernan went crazy and did some illegal wiretapping and made mostly bad movies. Oh, got it. Then he went crazy. Yeah, he went a little crazy. He made, some, he made some okay movies after that. Marcus says, my favorite Arnold movie is End of Days. No. <laughs> that Parker movie sucks. Parker <laughs> says, uh, my favorite Schwarzenegger movie is Last... His physique... Last Action Hero. Oh, physique, that's a good one. His physique is attainable. <laughs> I love that that's... His, First of all, it's not. He, he no, still looks not. insane He's so in that. jacked in that movie. Yeah. And the soundtrack is killer. You got ACDC's Big Gun, Allison Changes, What the Hell Happened, Megadeth's Grammy nominated, Angry Again, uh, Queen Charges, Real World, and Def Leppard's Two Steps Behind, all exclusive yes. on the soundtrack. Uh, let's see. Best Arnold movie. This comes from William Ramos. Is without a doubt True Lies. 
Oh, uh, great, so great movie. It has everything. Comedy, great action, the bathroom fight scene, and suspense. It's one of the most complete movies out there. Um, That's so true. If you haven't seen Realize it, realize it's so good. Watch it tonight. It is such a good. It's James Cameron. I mean, you can't go wrong with James Cameron directing Arnold Schwarzenegger and Tom Arnold. Come on, Jamie Lee Curtis, fantastic. And then eat, eat my balls. Writes in uh, for the final one. Says best Arnold movie is and forever will be. Jingle all the way. Uh, you get such <laughs> lines like Jamie and he's got two. It's got Sinbad <laughs> and the Big Show. It's dumb, funny, and an all-time Christmas classic. The kid is a great actor too. I don't know if he's been anything else though. Thanks and Greg sucks. <laughs> it gets points for having Sinbad for sure. That's fair. What? Uh, what? Uh, for next week, I, I really like this topic. I feel like we should keep this going. What's your cool. favorite? Uh, and then actor. Do you want to throw an mm-hmm. actor out there? Oh, I mean, like, um, the, the we reason should I do threw out favorite rock movies just for Nick. Yeah, I like that. Favorite, favorite rock the rock movies. Be specific. Oh, Jesus Christ. Okay, go to patreon.com slash kind of funny. You all. Favorite rock movies. Be specific, please. I was going to say Jim Carrey because I just watched Ace Ventura again. And I can't believe how fun that movie still is. It still holds up to this day. But fine, The Rock. Whoa, I really like that one where he's fucking going down to Mexico to fight Christopher Walken because it's probably his best movie, even though it was like his first movie. But was that my opinion? <laughs> Until next time, we'll see you at home watching movies. <laughs>